From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Oh yeah, welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nadia Moham. And I'm Nazanin Mandy. <laughs> it's a great Tuesday. Oh, is it? We're feeling better. Yeah, I know. We've been feeling like under yeah, the weather. Yeah, it's uh, something's definitely going around. Yeah. The coronavirus. No, stop. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we don't have the coronavirus. I know. But legit, though, because I couldn't get better oh for like a month. I was like, do I have it? No. <laughs> I know. I know I don't. Oh, my God. Well, you, you freak out. I you know, know. But for anyone that has it, God bless you. Like, yeah, it's scary. Shit. Oh, my God. I, I pray you guys get better. That's crazy. It feels planned. I mean, does it feel planned? It's definitely a conspiracy hmm. theory. Mm hmm. I but, don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm all about the conspiracy yeah. theories. So, well, mm. so well, I was freaking out about too when it first like started coming out. We uh-huh. had just gotten back from Paris mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, this is where it's been reported here, here, here. And one of the spots was in France. Oh, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> It's me. Doritz gave us the Coronas. <laughs> Doritz. Yeah. So yeah. that freaked me out. And then um, then I saw that it was in Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like like in my hood. No, Armand was telling me that they were going through it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Armand's my brother. Yes. And he works at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So he sees all kinds of shit. Yeah. And he, I, he told you, I haven't even heard this. Yes, what happened? Because I sent him that flyer about um, people in OC uh-huh. contracting yes. it. Yes. And he's like, yes, I know. That's what we're dealing with right now at the hospital. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn, I got to ask him. So ask him about it. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure he that's has to. That's scary for him. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, he has to be cautious. Like, Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Sorry, Armana. I can't see you for a while. <laughs> Armana has to move out <laughs> of your mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Blast. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Wait, let's see. What was the last time we recorded? I feel like a lot still has happened. A lot has yeah. happened. Okay, so highs. Um, I don't really have a blow that I can think of, but highs, this is what's been going on. Um, it was Grammy weekend last week. Oh, weekend. right, 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 right. So a lot of parties, a lot of glam changes. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yep. Um, it was also my dad's 60th birthday. Right, right. So I forgot all this. Yeah, happened. so like filling that all in and... <laughs> His 60th, it was beautiful. It was interesting. It was different. Well, it was different because, you know, Nas's parents are divorced. Um, he has a fairly newish girlfriend. I mean, they've been together for like what? How? Over two years now. Right, yeah. right. Um, so we were just meeting her whole family for the first time. Right. You know what I mean? So um, we just didn't know what to expect. We don't know her. We don't know her family. But yeah. everything, everybody was really nice. They're super talented. Uh, very talented. Yeah. They like, did like a whole talent show showcase. Yeah. Like her kids are like so talented <laughs> and really sweet. Yeah. And really, then really I turned sweet. to my dad and I said, oh, what no. are we going to go up there and do? Tell some jokes? Like, what the <laughs> Yes. Nadi's going to do a full beat. <laughs> a live demo? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I can't. But, um, no, that was fun. What else? Um, what? Oh. Your like, dad looks great. He looks so good. Yeah, your dad looks I know. Great. And he was so drunk and happy. <laughs> like, it was That's so cute. amazing. Yeah. Uh, what else? We oh, we went to the Prince tribute. Oh yeah, so that Mi- was incredible. Yes, Miguel performed at the Prince tribute. Um, I don't want to tell you what song he sang because no, no, no. it's a surprise. Yeah. when does it air? It airs in April. So oh, damn, on, a while. on the anniversary of Prince's death. Right. Okay. So that airs um, 
in April. On regular cable? Yes. Like, do you know where? Okay. I, yeah, I don't know exactly which okay, channel, okay. but it's probably CBS something or something like shit. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole show was mm-hmm. amazing. It was amazing. And the songs that were chosen for each artist were yeah. very fitting. Yep. And everyone brought their A game. Yep. For sure. And afterwards, I mean, and then we got to hang out. It, it's just so crazy, actually. That whole, that whole world and that whole life. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I was hired on to do Miguel's grooming. So we're all backstage. You're backstage. Hang Darla's out. backstage hanging out. And it was at the convention center, right? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they have the back area, like, where they, they do, like, um, I don't know what area it is, but it's not the stage area, obviously. But they put all these trailers, right? Yeah. And they put all these living room um, furniture and TVs and stuff like that. And all the performers and their crew are just hanging out backstage. It's so fun. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, when you do a tribute show like that, you see all the legends. Yeah. And you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, what's up, Dave Grohl? Like, right. I what's know, up, I Terry know. Lewis? And and like, it's it just was crazy. Amazing. And we, we did tequila shots with Sheila yes, E. Yes, And did. that is a highlight of my life. It really was amazing. she has been, I've just been a huge fan of her forever. I know. And she's such a kind person. Yeah. And she's so talented. Talented. And her energy mm-hmm. is is so uplifting. Because we looked up her age too, right? She's 60 something. Incredible. Like, like she had more energy than everybody that's what on that I'm saying. I know. Like, I know. She was barefoot dancing around. Like, was, it was crazy. She was yelling at the audience, yeah. I'm going to need y'all to get it together. It's only like, what, 10 o'clock? Yeah. Get a drink, damn it. That's going to be Nadia in her six days. Like, come on. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Like, it was so inspiring. Yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that she was, was cool. My favorite part was I was looking for you guys. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, she, they're in Sheila E's trailer, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there. Screw it. I'm and not Darla invited. was scared. Darla was scared to go in there. And I was like, no. Oh, my family's in there. I yeah, can go in there. Who cares? But I walk in. I'm like, damn! It smells like tequila in here. Yeah. And my girl goes, oh, I dropped the tequila. Yeah. <laughs> he spilled it everywhere. <laughs> and Sheila eats trailer. Yeah, she just laughs. She's like, let's just grab another bottle. Forget Miguel. Yeah. He's always falling or spilling. Well, shit. he was leaning on a table oh, in her God. trailer. I wish I saw that. The table broke. <laughs> And the tequila fell. <laughs> like, it's Sheila E's trailer. Yeah. These oh, are normal crying. stories. It's so funny to me. <laughs> this is a normal day. It is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, that was incredible. Um, also, um, it was a moment for Miguel. Yes. Like, it was such it a was, moment. Uh, this is going to be a very life-changing moment for him. Yeah. When it airs. I think so. Because... The amount of, first of all, preparation he took right. for this mm-hmm. was crazy. Really? What did he, he do? He went hard. Yeah. Like, was in rehearsals every day, wow. pretty much all day. Um, it didn't take him long to learn the song. He didn't really have to learn it because right. it's a song he's known of his course. whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really brought his A game. Mm-hmm. And Danny brought her A game, too, with oh, that I outfit. I know, I know. That outfit. It was a statement. Yes. Yeah, he was a little like, oh, I know. should I? Because it was out of the box. Yeah. But we were like, listen, you can pull it off. And it's a Prince tribute. It's a Prince tribute. You can pull it off. Like, not many can pull that right. off. And it, it was just like a, um, it just needed that drama. It did. Like, it, he gave the drama. Or she did. gave the drama. They both gave it the drama. It was such an amazing yeah. team. Yeah, it was good. Like, every, just everything his, fell in place. Um, 
I guess, movement coach or choreographer? Yes, choreographer. Right. Mm -hmm. He did a great job, too. He did amazing. I know. Everybody came together. It was really amazing. It was so good. It was a good time. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I know. I'm trying to think of what else happened. Well, as far as blows, I don't think I really had any major blows. I mean, I did dribble coffee all over my outfit this morning on the way here. Where? So it's covered. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, where did I was it go? Like, God damn it. Why does this? So st-? That's why I make fun of Miguel because I'm the same way. I know. Like, look at this shit. Oh, but you know what? Your sweater's tan. I know. So you're fine. Sucks, though. It's okay. Um, No, but a major blow, um, really, for just the world and society was that helicopter crash. That was terrible. I can't. Yeah, that was really terrible. It's it's something that is such a tragedy that if you don't feel it, even if you don't know that person, something's wrong with you. Right, if right. you're not feeling the depth. Well, you have no heart. Yes, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God, I heard about it and just started crying. There yeah. was just no mm-hmm. way around it. It's just the way it all happened. It's just such a major, like you said, it's just such a tragedy. It's, you just never think, I mean, granted, like, obviously helicopters are not that safe all the time. Like, no. he, they would ride in helicopters all the time, I know. you know? So it's like your chances go yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was a really foggy day, um, and it just, it's it was just so sad. And all those families that were affected, you know, everybody obviously talks about Kobe because he's a legend. Right. And they talk about his daughter because she was so young and she was, you know, grooming to be another legend. Right. Um, but there were so many other families that were affected and... A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's just like like that dad that has three kids to raise on his own. Um, oh my God. You know, and they don't have the, the support and funds the way Kobe and his no, family does. They don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It just... I guess the only thing that you can do if you feel something is just to donate, really. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's all we can do. It's, and also, it's a lesson in not taking people for granted. Absolutely. You know? That's, and yep. It's so important to, when these things happen, open your eyes and prioritize. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. You just, like, you hold your loved ones and the people you love mm-hmm. the most as close as possible mm-hmm. because... Uh, anything can happen anything to can happen. any of us. We None can, of us are exempt. Exactly. We and, can leave the studio right now and, and be done. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just so important to not take each other for granted Absolutely. at all and treat each other with kindness and respect because tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. And all the time, like we forget, you know, something yeah, like course. this happens and then we're like, oh my God. It, yeah. I love it my family. Us up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then pff, a month later, we're like, ah, screw you, right. you know? And it's just like, it's hard because people piss us off, but. <laughs> You yeah. got to try to keep that compassion and that grace. You have to in you. It's at the end of the day, agree to disagree. Yeah, and still have love. Yeah, because it's it's you it's can't sweat it. the small stuff. Yeah, no. you can't. Oh, but that was R.I.P. Kobe, Gigi, the entire you know family mm-hmm. and everybody involved on that crash. Mm-hmm. Like this is it's terrible. Yeah, and I wish everybody the best. I, I was telling you, Candice, one of my clients, she. Um, she lives in OC, Newport, mm-hmm. and she uses helicopters a lot, too, to get to L.A. And she used that exact helicopter and that same pilot oh my God. multiple times. She has pictures with him, hugging him. Um, and it was crazy. She, was, she posted the night before she downloaded two books onto her Kindle. Mm-hmm. And the two books that she downloaded were Helicopter Litigation, because she was looking into wow. possibly taking that on on her firm because she's an attorney. Right. And um, a book about Kobe Bryant. Stop. I swear to God. 
Isn't that crazy? His Mamba, I, I don't know the name of it. It's like something Mamba uh-huh. something. Uh, it was like a free sample, but she downloaded it, and those were the two that she... Isn't that freaking That's crazy? Wild. I know. I know. Ugh, gives me the chills. It is... I don't know. Yeah. Life is crazy. I know. Life Prayers is, to all those yeah. families. Life is so crazy, man. Um, but yeah, I don't think... <sighs> oh, I will say my high has been that Omar and I have been on a roll cooking. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. We have been doing HelloFresh. Uh-huh. We used our promo code, guys. Right. <laughs> um, and then we just kept it going because we liked it. And it's been fun. And it's just been a way for us to have us time. Right. That we're not just sitting on the couch watching TV. We're just doing something. Just ordering Postmates yes. shit. Yeah. We're doing something. We're making healthy meals. It's delicious. It's bonding time. It's just been really fun. Right. So and you're learning. Yeah. And so. so we started recording it just for fun. And then we were like, you know, it'd be fun if every time we cook, we pick an artist to listen to. Right. And then we just, so we created our own little page called We Everywhere Baby because we want to kind of like start something either with traveling or tasting foods or going to random conventions or, or whatever. all of the above. All of the above, yeah. exactly. Because him and I are super adventurous. Right. We'll try anything. We'll do anything. We'll talk to anybody. <laughs> so we're like, we got to like do something with this. You have to. You know? You so, have to. That's like your guys' niche. Yeah. Run so, with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we started that little page and it, it's an, it's a slow start because we're trying to feel it out and it takes time consuming to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we just started cooking and playing. Like last night we did some crispy chicken with childish Gambino. Right. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's just been fun. There's that's something awesome. fun for us to do. But, you know, we're cooking. We feel better because we're eating healthier food. Right. So it's been we're on a roll. With it. I it's love been good. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you already did your heart blow, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to have such an interesting show today. I'm super excited. We're going to be talking about lots of dating stuff, which I know Ooh, you guys get juicy. <laughs> are interested in. Um, but coming back, we will be talking to award-winning director, producer, and author, and co-host of The Great Love Debate with Brian Howie. Brian Howie. Woo! It's time your furniture matched your fearless style. Whether you're having date night at your place or hosting Galentine's Day, your furniture should suit your needs, but also feel uniquely you. That's where Joybird comes in. Their endless customizable options mean the days of settling are over. Also, be sure to hit up Joybird's President's Day sale, where you can score some of those pieces you have your eye on at a price you love. Now through February 17th. With Joybird, your personal one-of-a-kind style should match your furniture. Bring your mood boards to life with hundreds of customizable pieces and over 50 fabric and leather options, three shades of wood, and over 250 unique silhouettes. Joybird offers a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options so your creations can stand the test of time and the wrath of your furry friends and toddlers. Their protection plan helps keep pieces looking as great as the day they came into your home. Relax now, pay later with their financing options. Your rates could be as low as 0% APR for 18 months. Their 365-day home trial means you can skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. Sit on it, sleep on it, and break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, return it. Joybird stands by its quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything you hoped and dreamed for, send it back. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. Create furniture that matches your own fearless style at joybird.com ladies. 
See how Joybird can help make your dream space a reality today at joybird.com slash ladies. Go to joybird.com slash ladies and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code ladies. Today's guest is the creator of the Great Love Debate. Let's welcome producer, host, author, and dating enthusiast, Brian Howie. Hi. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Oh, we got a lot of great questions for you. Yeah. Dating's we- a hot topic. It is. The Trust hottest. Me. One of the it's, hottest topics. It's the one thing that everybody can participate in a conversation on. Everybody's got an opinion on it. Everybody's right. got experience with it. Everybody's right. got a history with it. You know. So. <laughs> He's like, I've literally I, I, made a career off of right. it. Right. <laughs> We've heard from you know, millions. So. Right. Um, all right. So you started all of this off with a book, right? Is that how all this began? Yeah. I wrote a, I've been a writer, director, producer in this town for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And after dealing with a lot of um, complicated women, I would say. <laughs> um, Shocking. I decided to write a <laughs> semi-tongue-in-cheek satirical book about uh, dating uh, called How to Find Love in 60 Seconds, right. which was sort of a, I think you're more in control of your own dating fate and outcome than you believe you are. Okay. Uh-huh. So my agent at the time said, rather than do a book tour with you know 20 people in a Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. why don't you raise some of the questions that the book raised in like a theater setting, like mm-hmm. town hall style, and do that. So we were supposed to do one promotional um, live <laughs> uh, thing, and now we're up to 409. We've been to wow. 104 cities. We've been to 11 countries. Amazing. Uh, and it all blew up from there. Yeah, I was supposed to do one. That's brilliant. Wow. And yeah. changed, I'm sure, thousands of lives. Yeah, I think so. You yeah. know, I used to say that, that uh, my job and our job was to, was to raise the questions, uh-huh. and people mm-hmm. needed to find their own answers. We've done so many that we do have a lot of the answers now, right. I think. Um you know, and everywhere we go, it pretty much comes down to confidence and communication mm-hmm. when it comes to whether you're looking for a relationship or you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's common uh, through lines and themes and issues in different places that we go, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's a lot that's unique to that particular city. Perfect. Right. That's exactly what I want to ask you. Yeah. So, what are the patterns and differences among singles within the different regions that you guys have visited? Well, no matter where we go, uh, I always say that the women want the men to try harder and the men want the women to make it easier. Right. Okay, that is the standoff. <laughs> Sounds about right. That it being does. said, oh it is different in uh, New York than Atlanta, mm-hmm. than Los Angeles, than Seattle. Right. You know, it depends on uh, cultural things. It depends on societal things. For example, mm-hmm. a city like Chicago, mm-hmm. the men and the women do things together. They socialize together. They will go out together mm-hmm. in large groups of, of men and women. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to some place like Atlanta or Charlotte in the South, it looks like a school dance. The women are on one side really? and the men are on the other side That's until crazy. somebody's confident uh-huh. enough or drunk enough at about 11 o'clock to cross the room. I mean, is that kind of how it is in L.A.? L.A., people uh, care about not who they're with, but who else is there. There's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit <laughs> I can uh, see that. two-dimensional. Even if you're on a date, you're mm-hmm. kind of noticing everybody around you. Uh-huh. So shallow. Um, Opportunity, right? You know, I, I don't want to stereotype at L.A., but it is <laughs> No, it's that. okay. It, well. it is, I know. We, are, you <laughs> we know, live LA here. People. It's all good. You know, uh, <laughs> New York, people tend to only... Um, where I'm from, people tend to only talk to who they went out with that night. There's oh. not a lot of, you know, table hopping. There's not a lot of socializing. There's not a lot. So people kind of get into these rhythms and grooves that 
The answers might not lie in that rhythm or groove. Right. Interesting. You know? it, it always is outside of your comfort zone. So that's that's interesting because you probably you obviously didn't learn that till traveling to all these places. I, I didn't, and people always want to blame the the city that they're in. I always say that it's <laughs> never true. that you haven't right. uh, met the right person. It's always that you haven't been right. the right person. You know, we yes. we went to Tel Aviv this summer, and a woman stands up and she goes problem with dating in Tel Aviv is there's too many Jewish men here. I'm like, well, where do you think uh, you are? Oh, wow. And we hear that in Australia. And she was Jewish. And yeah. we hear that in Australia. And we hear that in New York. Everybody wants to blame the city that they're wow. in right. uh, and not take, you know, I would rather feel like it's not my environment. It's me. I'd rather be responsible for my own of outcome. Of course. But, Definitely. But, but do you think, though, that that does play a small factor? Because, like, you know, East Coast living is a little harder. Leather's more tough. It's it creates a different type of person, right? It does. The problem with Los Angeles, one of the biggest problems, is because every day is essentially the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of time. There's no sense of mm. urgency. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I'll come. <laughs> yes, and our so, chill level is on a thousand. Yeah, right. It makes back. people <laughs> a little lazy. It makes people, and it's also you can have a really pleasant day. I can go to the beach, I can go to yoga, I can have a glass of wine. Uh-huh. Why would I want to sit across from somebody I don't know for 45 minutes? That seems risky. That seems challenging. Right. So people are less likely in comfortable environments to go to that awkward place that you would in Boston. I just came from Boston, Boston uh-huh. or New York mm-hmm. or Philadelphia, one of those places. Well, so would you say social media is more relevant here? Do you find people in Los Angeles using more dating apps? Um, they... No, I think it's about the same. I think we use the dating apps. People always want to blame the dating apps and the technology. <laughs> I think what has happened over the last 15 or 20 years is that the women have ramped up their independent, mm-hmm. I don't need a man, mm-hmm. masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Truth. And the men have gotten a little softer. I'll say that. The men mm-hmm. have gotten softer. The women have gotten harder. And the gap, the Band-Aid, is the technology. Mm -hmm. So Uh we almost need some sort of positive affirmation Mm -hmm. to say hello to someone. It seems strange now if I came up to you at Whole Foods and just started talking to you. How sad is that? But we used to have to do that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We had a woman uh, come to our show uh, in Chicago, and she um, shared an Uber pool with a guy. You know what Uber pool Mm -hmm. is? Yes. Mm -hmm. She couldn't wait to get out of the car to find him online to say hello. Oh. Because rather rather <laughs> wow. than rather than turn her head right, wow. that seems so forward yeah. that she needed That's to cr- hide behind her device, hide How behind the app. She? she was about twenty eight. Okay, That's but it seems enough. unnatural. If I go up to you, you know, at, at Target or somewhere, and I say hi, it seems very intrusive now, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. seems so we almost need a little bit of. We need to hide behind our apps, and and that's the problem. Yeah. So technology is the reaction to this sort right. of confusion that we all have. Where do we, you know, where's our place? Well, she's 28, so it makes me think it's a it's starting to become a generational thing. Where yes, that's true. People want to blame it, but there's a truth in the fact that people are living on their truly living their lives on their phones and not living it in person oh uh, yeah and so that makes sense it's unfortunate but it makes sense why people just don't even know how to there are more people around you every day right. real life people than you will ever get to swiping on your phone unless right. you get a really bad case of carpal tunnel syndrome like, <laughs> like, <it's crazy. laughs> but it seems different now they're so you know the women are a little afraid of being hurt the men are afraid of being rejected right. so it's almost like oh, you think I'm good looking or you liked me or you did something before we can have a a talk. It took a while to shake out. You know, back in the 1930s, some woman was probably like, can you believe that guy called me? You know, (laughs) 
It was probably so strange back then. That's so, so true, yeah. It's, it's going to take time for us yeah. to figure out how to use the apps correctly to, yeah. to really engage. Right, you know? right, right. So what is your exact opinion on online dating? Are you for it, against it? Uh, you know, we used to do the shows and we used to say, get your head out of your apps and everything. But <laughs> you cannot dismiss it as a tool. It's still a, a very uh, good way to meet a lot of people. Uh-huh. You have to know how to use it. Right. And you have to understand that it's a means to an end. If you are just mm. looking for a pen pal and you're going to go back and forth forever, you have got to use the online to move it offline right. as quickly Agreed. as possible. Yes. And a lot of people get stuck in that comfort, like, mm-hmm. well, I'm just talking to each other. So, you mm-hmm. you know, you got to step up and uh, especially the guys and ask her out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's still that all those those moves still need to happen. Those traditional moves. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, you're ringing the, the doorbell online. Yeah. Somebody's got to open the door and somebody's yeah. going to ask somebody out. Like, y- use it uh, and understand what it's for. Some people are like, oh, it's swiping culture is so different from... We used to walk around the bar 50 times till we saw yeah. somebody we liked. <laughs> yeah. That was the same mentality. Yeah. Eventually, though, when you saw somebody you liked, you had to step up. You had to say hi. You had right. to buy him a drink. You had to, do, you had to dance with him. You had yeah. to do something. And so you have to kind of look at it as the same mindset. Well, if these 50 people I'm swiping on, mm-hmm. eventually I'm going to have to, you know, metaphorically at least, ask them to dance. Right. It's so funny. Men and women are different on the apps to the way that they do it. Because I, I'm not when I was single. Well, mm-hmm. I shouldn't even say that. But um, I've known guys that just they don't even care what they look like. They swipe right no matter what. They're what? just right, 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 right. Because it's an odds game. Well, I know uh, a lot of women who are like, I need 20 matches before I go to sleep. At night. Oh my! It's God. almost like a I, I can <laughs> get the. It's, it's almost crazy. like I can get. It's a game. I, I can get validation before I go to bed without having to do the dates. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, it's like feeling their like it's like a false confidence. Well, I mean, the problem in the and, and we've said wow. uh, the the coming storm. We've had uh, Doctor Drew, who you guys know here, wow. has done our show a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and he believes that the coming storm, and he's right, mm-hmm. is that the kid who's fourteen years old now, mm-hmm. by the time he's eighteen, mm-hmm. he's going to put on a helmet, somebody who looks just like. Ariana Grande is going to call him by his name, give him a reasonably satisfying experience. He's never going to ask a girl out. He's never going to take that chance. Like it's virtual? Yeah, like this virtual combination of video game and porn. This is terrifying. This virtual reality dating is coming. And and so if you say, well, it's not as good, he doesn't know it's not as good. And it's perfectly gratifying, just like a video game is. And that's the coming storm that, you know, we try and... Get as many people in a room That's as possible and really work it out. scary. I know, and and not just for dating, honestly, because you're eliminating human connection. People vacation that way now. They're like, do I want to go to Costa Rica or for fifty bucks I can put on a helmet and and virtually oh, no. zip line? I know. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I, know. I mean, I'm not mad at that. It is cool, know. but it's not the real yeah, yeah, yeah. experience. Yeah. It's not the three dimensional, four dimensional yeah. experience. But some people are like, this is safer for me, and it's pretty good, and it's and it's okay. Yeah. You know, men now feel like they can only lose, like especially How since, sad. since since Me Too happened right they're scared they are because not only do they not know what to do right a lot of the women are not on the same page with this either a lot of women and they're right are like Mm -hmm. i have been itching for this conversation for 20 years right we need to blow this system up and a lot of the women are like shut up you're going to scare off the rest of the guys and the guys are like when you guys figure this out let me know it used to be i would ask you i would ask you out and i might get rejected now it's i might get Fired, I might be called a pervert. I, and so right. the guys are taking too many steps away from the fire. The liability is much greater these yeah. days. And yeah. And so you're so you're taking a percentage of men that are already probably too passive in their mm-hmm. approach uh-huh. and giving them an excuse to 
to not engage, especially in shows in uh, places we go like Seattle, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. where you have maybe some socially awkward men, mm-hmm. and they are um, basically like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore, mm-hmm. so I'm just not going to do it. Oh no! And, Damn, and that's, that's not a, good. That is a challenge. Yeah. You know, we do uh, when we do go to a, a place and do our our live shows, and our shows are very feisty and interactive. Uh-huh. We do a show in uh, in New York, and a man thinks. If I get the microphone, I'm going to get laid tonight. If we do it in Seattle, the man's like, if I get the microphone, I'm going to get laughed at tonight. And oh. that's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. So right. and every city has its own personality. And that's what the women sort of have to deal with. You know, women are like, what am I dealing with here? Right. You know, how much, you know, come on over, don't be afraid, do I need? And how much, I'm like, you know what? I only want the guys who are going to step up and, yeah. and do whatever. This is so deep. Just don't be creepy. Just don't I know. be confident. Di- that, we hear that a lot. The difference between creepy and a compliment is uh-huh. who's giving it. You're That's a lot true. less likely to find anything creepy out of Channing Tatum right. than you want a lot of guys. And the guy doesn't know, do you find me creepy until it's too late. Right. right. You know, I know, don't be creepy. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> advice. Everybody's definition is different. Because you're true. like, because a lot of women be like, oh, that's not creepy. Yeah, I like that. I know. So you never uh, know. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. How do you turn a first impression into a lasting one? Because we can use this advice in many different aspects of our life and work and relationships. So I would love to know. I think that you have to um, try and be memorable or different in a good way. Mm-hmm. Think about what you want to say. Think about It's not just, hey, <coughs> hi. It's, it's come up with a reason to engage with that person that's going to make you seem different or more interesting mm-hmm. to them. Uh, ask a question of them that is not, you know, something that anybody could ask. You know, so it's like, I noticed you did that. I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I like You know, that. you have mm-hmm. a, a beautiful pen there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I like your something <laughs> that will make you stand out from the crowd. Right. Make yourself memorable, you know. Dress in a way. I know all the women you like to wear black all the time, but <laughs> we don't notice it as much. Dress right. in a way that at least seems fun and playful and mm-hmm. engaging. Mm-hmm. We're a lot more likely to to approach you if it seems like you're not as intimidating. Well, what I always say is use that. You know, there's one day of the year uh, in America that collectively the most people are the most confident. You know what that day is? What Halloween. Oh, and Halloween is not about it's not about being something else. It's about being liberated to be anything you want to be. Totally, it's that costume confidence. You can be a refrigerator. You can be a (laughs) slutty nun. You can be anything anything you want. If you take that sort of playful that that approach, and your first impression every single day is going to come off like. Oh, this is an interesting person. Right, you're going to be a lot better off than blending into the crowd. Yeah. So you got to be confident. Yeah, you got to build hat. on your wear confidence. Wear that jewelry. Wear that pink yeah. collar. Wear whatever, yeah. whatever you want. Guys, you know, have fun. Have some imagination. Have right. some personality. Show that right off the bat. Now, but what if you're just not like that? That's I, the hard part. I think we're, if you can dream, which we all have the capability to dream, mm-hmm. you are like that. Because okay. there's a part of your imagination that does exist. It's just mm-hmm. how comfortable you are letting the world see it or mm-hmm, letting, mm-hmm. It, letting it crawl out. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody does Halloween, except me. I'm lazy. I'm terrible. <laughs> you take that costume confidence, that attitude into the other 364 days of the year. Costume confidence. Yeah, you, will, you, will, we will, you will unleash maybe you know, 10% more of your personality. Okay. And, um, you know... Find the playful in you. I think we yeah. all do have that. We tend to put that away. We tend to repress it. But Especially now. 
especially now. But, People are um, afraid to crack jokes. Yeah, well, I know. They are afraid to crack they're jokes. They're afraid because it's like, who am I going to offend? Is it, you and, know? and you're not going to please everybody at the end of the day, and you're going to hear it. You're always going to offend gonna somebody. Right, because you're like a lot of people are like, oh, you be you. Well, a lot of people are afraid to be you. Right. Or yes. they think you, you won't be liked. But find the part of you that, you know, when we were, you know, four years old, we weren't afraid because we hadn't been rejected yet. Right. We haven't developed this shame yet. So mm-hmm. find the child playfulness in you yeah. and try and bring that into just when, whenever you're out of the house. Yeah. You know? And you'll find that person that appreciates that in you. You know what I mean? Well, hopefully. Like you that. will. Like, it only takes one. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people want two or three, but, um, <laughs> Good you luck. know, but ah. one, like, you don't need to appeal to everybody. Yes. You need to appeal to one. Yes. And Out of billions of people. There's, yeah. there's one. And, yeah. uh, you know, that one might be, you know, in the same room with you and you either don't recognize that opportunity you don't uh, act that opportunity mm-hmm. or you might kill that opportunity mm-hmm. and that's what we do too often i believe that very much so because they, they don't they say that it's like the theory of relative relativity mm-hmm. of like who's near you and the yeah. chances and all that kind of stuff i mean yeah, we're sense. so afraid to engage with people who are in the same space right. with us in the same room now it seems you know unnatural mm-hmm. right we need to figure out how to do that in a way that you're comfortable with again mm-hmm. and that other people are comfortable with again you know starbucks is a dating site <laughs> you know, maybe Darla needs to go to Starbucks more. She, we have a friend. She just doesn't leave the house. She doesn't get out. But she doesn't, she's like, she doesn't like dating apps either. Well, nobody's coming to your house unless it's somebody fixing stuff. Exactly. If you want to date that guy, fine. But I always say the best dating site is Earth. And so that's you hear where, that, Darla? The, yeah. Darla, that's where you, you have got to come up with excuses. You know, Postmate has hurt dating. You know, really? uh, yeah, I can sense. see that. Yeah. You, the, we we go we out of leave. our house, yeah. just to run errands. Amazon Prime has hurt dating. Yeah. You know, we go out <laughs> maybe a third of the times yeah. we used to go out. Outside is where all the answers are. Good so you p- have to train yourself to do that a few times a week. Just go out just to be outside. Yeah. Uh, Good thing you're not single, Nas. I know. You'd be screwed. Or I'd find someone online. Yeah. But <laughs> then DMs is pop. I know, but then you'd just be like, come on over. I don't think so. You have to meet <laughs> come them. Come on over. <laughs> okay. So for your shows, you pose the question, why are there so many singles? Yeah. What have you learned? Well, we started that way. Yeah, a lot of married people come to our shows, too. A lot of them come looking for a third. Wait, married people come People in relationships, too, because they want to know, you know, how I can do it better, how I can go deeper mind. So a lot of do come to our shows. Why, you know, I ask the question, like, why is everybody still single? Right. And uh, the underlying answer to probably all of that is fear. Right. We're afraid of a lot of things that either we didn't used to be afraid of mm-hmm. or we're looking for reasons to, to check out. I always say the women look for red flags and the men look for green lights. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Ooh. Now, we a date used to mean I called you up, which people don't even know how to call up anymore. I asked you out. Mm-hmm. I picked you up. I mm-hmm. took you out. Mm-hmm. I, we had a good time. I brought you home. And if we liked each other, maybe we made out in the car for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Now it's I messaged you, mm-hmm. meet up, hang out. There's mm-hmm. my Uber. This was nice. Bye. And you're like, I'm not even sure what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of women now are like, I would never let a guy pick me up on the first date. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we used to have to pick you up. Right. You used to say, you, you're going to take me on a proper date. And the women are like, oh, I knew that guy better before. No, you did not. Right. That guy had a pen and a napkin at 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yes, phone and number. there was no way to right. look them there up There was no online. way to look yeah. them up. There was no anything. Yeah. 
The fear. There's too much dateline. There's too much lifetime. There's too much fear. There's too much I need to get out of here. There's too much what if I don't like him? I don't want to waste my time. Mm -hmm. So people are going into dating now with a bad approach Mm -hmm. that they didn't used to. used to just roll the dice, put your chips on the table and Mm -hmm. been like, I'm going to spend 45 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half with this person and and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But now we're going into dating like either... I'm going to go check my app in the bathroom to see mm-hmm. if anybody else messaged me or I need to be able to get out of <laughs> wow. here in 20 that's minutes. That's really and crazy. That's really changed. This sort of fear-based dating is wrong. I mean, guys were psychopaths in 1979. Mm-hmm. You were hopping in the car with them all day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the real lunatic, he can hide it for three days. So don't give me the, like, I need to get to know you better. Oh, you, you might not know yeah. that guy either. So, you know, do your work. Look that guy up. Be safe. But you cannot. Once you say I would like to go out with you, right. you still have got to create an environment where both of you can feel comfortable right. while feeling safe. And I think we don't do that anymore. No, no, we don't. But that's good to talk about. I like that. Absolutely. Um, what about sex on the first date? Have at it. <laughs> no, He's okay. I, I, no, I'm like. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, no, I'm like. I'm, I agree too. <laughs> if you feel, you feel it. I'm right. Like, I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> You're like, I need to get to know. You might not know each other until you've had sex because the sex changes it, okay? Mm-hmm. It, for good or bad because some somehow that is a different thing to get over. So I say have sex when you're comfortable having it no matter what the outcome is. Yeah. Like you might not like each other after. You might go closer after. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. If you surveyed 1,000 happy couples, Mm -hmm. couples that were in a relationship happy, Mm -hmm. and you asked them when they first had sex, Mm -hmm. the number one answer is the first date, Mm -hmm. the number two answer is the second date, Mm -hmm. the number three answer is the third date. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean if you have sex, you're going to get into a happy relationship. It just means that those people felt it, acted Mm -hmm. on it, dove right in the pool Mm -hmm. right away, and however it happened, happened. So if if people are like, you know, think of the times you waited six weeks, six months, whatever, to have it. That has no better shot of working out Anyway, right, it's right. neither, you know, sex is not a referendum on where you are and it should never be a reward. Oh, he was willing to wait uh, six weeks. Right. We'll wait. You know, we yeah. need a return on our investment. Eventually. They'll, they'll wait a long yeah, time. Like we've kicked the can down the road. Doesn't mean we like you more. <laughs> just means we're willing to wait. Right. So do it when you feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And like Omar and I, like we've talked about it, my boyfriend and I, we. We hooked up before we even went on a date. <laughs> That's a good way to get to know somebody. Yeah. yeah. I just... So and, you want to get some breakfast? I, yeah. <laughs> I made the first move. Uh-huh. I, I just felt it, you know? And I was like, you know what? You just got to go for I, it. I was like, he's not going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And we are so happy. It was the best decision I ever made. Uh, hey, you the, know? Once like, the women get to... I don't know, 35? Yeah. They want the sex. Maybe more. Yeah. I. And yeah. so they're not willing to wait. They want to find out. They want to right, get Right, right, right. So, like, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, have the discussion. Do whatever you want to do. And just do whatever feels right in the moment. Yeah. Don't play games with it because that's, that's not going to work out either. Right. Now, the downfall of it, though, because there's got to be a downfall. Um, it's like getting too attached. There, or there's like that a or, false or I feel like people if you're losing the dating aspect because people are swiping and then just hooking up we you know used to mean? do that we used to just hook up we'd bring somebody home from the bar we would do whatever we did I don't yeah. think people are hooking up more now because mm-hmm. of the apps I think I think it's always been the same um, is you don't there think the, incre- the chances have increased a little bit more because you have more accessibility no, I think you have less accessibility. I think there's more mm. people if we did it the old way. Mm-hmm. People in the 
60s and 70s, they were having sex all the time. <laughs> That's like, true. I mean, that is true. They yes. were. Like, if you talk to people, like, back in the day, they were like, right. yeah. Studio 54. Free love. Laid. Yeah, they right. were. Yeah. So um, what it has done is is let people do things uh, or meet somebody or get with doing less of the work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So you could just be like, hey, hi, you're cute. Hey, you want to come over and have sex? Like, that's aspect of it. So the Netflix chase. and chill. Yeah, that's not what it was. So people right. are, 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 have sort of lowered the bar on certain aspects of it because then they're like, next, next, next. There's a mentality to it. But I'm not sure people are more promiscuous now than they used to be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that where that fear comes in? I think fear, people are like, uh, the fear comes in on either I don't know this person or this person doesn't know me mm-hmm. or what I like and what I mm-hmm. need. But mm-hmm. that's going to be just about learning what you need and learning what you like yeah. and being able to express that in a sort of a positively reinforcing fashion. Right. A lot yeah. of us are, are too afraid to either come off as needy mm-hmm. or to come mm-hmm. off as I like you. or So we, we sort of have this this um, toned down personality that doesn't let the other person read you, that doesn't let mm-hmm. the per- other person know you, mm-hmm. that eventually doesn't let the other person love you. Mm-hmm. So people are very walled off because we are used to presenting that, you know, edited social media yeah. personality package, to the world, yeah. whether it's mm-hmm. on Facebook or Bumble mm-hmm. or wherever you want to do it. We edit too much. Like it's almost like we're right. all starring in our own reality show. Yeah. You that should never be a part flaws. of dating. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be a dating app. I don't remember the name of it. That it was it was called like Lead with Your Worst. Uh, so you would just open with like whatever, <laughs> which is awesome. a great idea in theory. But people would never give quite their worst. They mm-hmm. would give something that yeah. was sort of this isn't so bad and let them out there. So people were even honest. So it didn't work out. Yeah. It didn't work out. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. A, but it was a good theory. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. And, All right, guys. So we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we want to talk about. How do you know when a relationship is over? Oh, good. (laughs) If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That is what NetSuite by Oracle has set out to solve. Because most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, and that's why many businesses fail. The question for any business owner out there is, are you confident that you've got the right numbers at your fingertips? Trust me. Owning my own business can be a challenge when I don't have the proper info I need and all those necessary numbers can sometimes feel intimidating. But after trying NetSuite, I'm feeling pretty confident about not having to feel like I'm wandering around in the dark anymore. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all your finances all in one place, in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. No more guessing. No more worry that what you don't know could kill your company. That's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500, and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash ladies. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com slash ladies. That's netsuite.com slash ladies. All right, we're back with Brian Howie, and I would like to know, how do you know when a relationship is over? Well, I uh, sort of came up with a formula for that. Like oh. you, you start dating each other and you like somebody or you're happy right. six days a week. 
you know, maybe seven days a week, hopefully. When that time, when you have to think, am I happy in this relationship, gets down to less than, you know, 70% of the time or three out of seven days, I don't feel as happy as I could be. Mm -hmm. That's when you either have to figure out a way to change the relationship right now Mm -hmm. or it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to decide, am I happy a big majority of the time? Because you do deserve to be happy. Of course. Your partner deserves to be happy. The relationship deserves to be a happy yes. relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, because I've been in relationships and we all have where it's like, well, it was good on Tuesday and that was enough to keep it going and yeah. thinking maybe it'll get back to the way mm-hmm. it was. But when you notice that your time with this person or the time that you're thinking about this person mm-hmm. is not as happy as it could be, mm-hmm. you need to hit the stop button right there and either mm-hmm. figure out how can I turn this back around or is it time to get out? Right. Because once it goes that way, it rarely gets better without you doing something overt mm-hmm. or having a real serious conversation or making some changes to it. Yeah. And having that serious conversation and also assessing how does that person react and handle it? Because I, I think you have to have it, you know, we do have these, con- you know, everybody sort of knows the communication, but it's how you communicate. Mm-hmm. And women do tend, men are a lot more sensitive, I think, than than you give us credit <laughs> yes. for. I agree. So, yeah. uh, so if you're like, oh, my God, you're going to go out tonight in a LeBron James jersey <laughs> to dinner. And if, you're like, and if you're like, honey, you look amazing. I love you in a blue suit. Can you put that blue suit on me? Because it's so it's such a different right. approach. Like we do sometimes need the the smack on the nose, but the uh-huh. pat on the nose. Yeah, we'll do whatever you want us to do as long as it's explained to us in a, in a thing that's going to make us feel like we're doing right. Like yeah, we're we're you know you're not constantly being scolded. we're on the right path. So yeah. you generally. Yeah. Either side of it, but mm-hmm. mostly women tend mm-hmm. to only speak up when it's gotten to the point where you've had it mm-hmm. or you're really mad at us. Mm-hmm. But the men do need to feel appreciated and respected and needed mm-hmm. and Absolutely. desired a, mm-hmm. a lot more. And you would be surprised how far that goes to mm-hmm. making the whole thing better again. So move with love and tact, right? Yeah, move with love. Say, what is the outcome here and what is the best way to get there? How mm-hmm. does your partner going to react to that? It works both ways. We tended to go into our shell and we and we mm. tend to do this. There's a lot of, you know, therapist techniques and we all need a lot of deep therapy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um but what you need to do is figure out how can I get this message across in a way that's gonna make them feel better about themselves yeah. and yeah. not failing and, and that takes a little thought and takes a little trickery. And it and it also takes knowing that person well enough to know every person reacts differently to how you present it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know, okay, if I say it this way, they're gonna receive it better. Like everybody's different. So everybody's so different. You have to learn how so you should to communicate. Try to and learn those yeah. things when things are good yes. before it's too late and mm-hmm. then you're just throwing things at the wall yes. to try and do that. But if you've made those efforts mm-hmm. and the relationship is still not satisfying mm-hmm. or making you unhappy, mm-hmm. that's it. End of yeah. the road. Next. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally you know? agree. The, the, the hardest words to say but the most powerful words you can say in any situation, whether it's a job or a relationship, is I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's hard yeah. to say. And that's where you're drawing a line in the mm-hmm. sand and we're either going to go this way or we're going to go this way. But mm-hmm. saying Absolutely. that words either to yourself and then eventually out loud, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. We need to do something else or we need to end it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's something we need to do. A lot of people know how to get into relationships. A lot of people don't know how to get out of them. Yeah. And also I feel like women, we tend to go into relationships – a lot of women um, trying to make the man into something they want them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, f- wear your hair like this and wear these clothes. And, and it gets no. tricky like that because it's like 
sometimes it's coming out of a good place of like maybe that man really does need a makeover and needs right. help, right? And it would benefit him. But where does that line? It gets blurry. Well, all I would say, all we know is what the last girl liked, and we probably found right. that out when we, we probably <laughs> so found that yeah. out when we saw her with the new guy. Yeah, That's I think we are trainable. And, yeah. I, and, and a lot of people flip out at that word, like, we're not dogs. I'm like, trainable is not only dogs, but it's coaching. It's, yes. it's yes. fitness. It's everything. Like, you need to train us in a way because you're all different. And you assume we know. We don't know. We don't know yeah. what you like or what you don't like or whatever. So giving us those sort of positively reinforced roadmap to your happy, because that's all we really want to do is make right. you happy because mm-hmm. it makes us feel like we did good. That's why men are going back into video games all the time. They feel like they can win. Yeah. You know? know. Even guys in their 40s and 50s, I feel like I can win at this. I feel like I can't win it. I'm only losing, whether it's in a marriage or as a father or in a family or as a boyfriend or even dating. Mm -hmm. So you need to say, here is the roadmap to my happy. And a lot of women don't even know that. I ask Mm -hmm. a lot of women, what makes you unhappy? Mm -hmm. And the answer is right there. Mm -hmm. When I say what makes you happy... There's a hesitation because you mm-hmm. haven't given that nearly as much thought. Yeah. The what makes you unhappy, you know that. Of course. The happy, mm-hmm. and if you don't know it clearly, we don't know it clearly. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of, like, what do I like? What do I want? What right. do I need? And, and then figuring a way to, to express that. But it can go too far, though, right? Like, women can try to change them too much to the point where, like, you need to find somebody else. Like, this is not the person. Uh, f- you know what I'm, I, you know what I'm I, saying? I think so. I think we all... All, all women need three things, and I think all men need three things. Mm-hmm. I think the women need a man who makes you feel special. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who makes you feel sexy, mm-hmm. and you need somebody who makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And safe is the tough one. That is about trust mm-hmm. and sharing mm-hmm. and vulnerability and honesty and all these things that mm-hmm. don't necessarily come naturally to mm-hmm. a man. Right. I think the man wants to feel admired and respected. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to feel appreciated, mm-hmm. and I think on some level he needs to feel needed that I'm somehow enhance your world Mm -hmm. and that's the problem you don't need us anymore Mm -hmm. you know the women in 2020 really don't need the guys as much anymore and um, so that's a challenge how I know you can buy your own stuff and I know you can eat your own getting your own ride you really don't need us but give us a handful of things that you know and you don't have to play games but it's like can you get this off the top shelf yeah. for me things that you probably can I do, do but you're like I'm yeah, just going to let, yeah. let him do things yeah. these insecure men yeah. will get a little bit more confidence and I think that goes a long way I love that yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. that is true that because of the shift like women are so independent and I struggle with that a lot of like, women yeah. especially millennials do not want us to hold the door because it shows what? that you think I'm weak it's so, oh, so no. the guys are like what am I supposed to right. do here? It's setting such a interesting, like such a different tone. Because, and dynamic. Because, you know, sociologically we've changed, but physiologically we're still kind of wired as boys and girls a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guys are like, can I just be the guy here for a little yeah. bit? And a lot of women are like, if I, we don't want these, we want these blurred gender role situations. Yeah. No. The men are lost. Yeah. yeah. And guys, step up. You know, the juice is worth the squeeze. Man. But, you know. Speaking of that, this just reminded me of a story. The other day I went to set and there was a huge flight of stairs. I'm a makeup artist. There's a huge flight of stairs. I had my whole kit, which is super heavy. I had a bag. I had probably like three bags on me. My water jug. My hands were full. I'm coming. I came down the stairs by myself because there was no one around to help me. And I'm at the bottom of the stairs and I'm about to open the door. And I opened the door for four men. 
young men, younger than me, mm-hmm. not Uh-oh. one of them offered to help me. Not one of them offered to hold the door to let me out. I was holding the door for the men. Mm-hmm. And they just walked right on past me. And I was that flabbergasted. That is disgusting. Yeah. That's, uh, moms, teach your boys to do right, that, first yeah. of all. But they probably weren't. They didn't know. No, they're younger. They're, they're, they're not. It's, it's just not a, a thing. Different, yeah. It's a different time, which is a problem. Like some, you know, a lot of people are like, women are like, he needs to call me. Pick up the phone and call uh-huh. me. Yeah. But a lot of women under 30, they don't want any part of a phone call. They think it's weird. They're like, oh, this guy called me. It's yeah. so serious. And yeah. so these guys, you know, <laughs> if you're if you're a 33-year-old guy and some people you date are 36 and some people you date are 26, they're like, I don't know which one I'm dealing with here. Oh, wow. It's you so, know? How are we going to fix this? <laughs> Did you say anything? No, I mean they had already kind of walked away. Oh, I, I was it. just so stunned, honestly. Of I was like, like my jaw was to the right. ground. Right, yeah, but a lot of women though would have either scolded them. Yeah, if you said, "Guys, come here for a second. Right, let me show you. If you do this, right, and make a big smile and be so happy and right. hug, hug all for, they would be like, that's awesome. I have done that once. My uh, assistant a couple years ago, she's like 23 and her boyfriend was like 22, mm-hmm. and we were on the road somewhere and we kept stop. We would stop to get gas or we stopped to get food, and every time. I would hold the door for her. Mm-hmm. And he would just get in the back seat. And like the fourth time I did it, he was like, wait, I'm... and he held, Aww, he just watched it. And the look dope. on her face was yeah. so happy. Right. She didn't expect him to do it before because he'd never done it, but he didn't think about it. But yeah. once it was like he was trained. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He was willing to do that forever. Yeah. You know? and somewhere That's along, amazing. Somewhere along the line, like if he doesn't do those things, you got to tell him. Just tell him. Yeah. I did that with Omar, too. I did mm-hmm. that. My, my boyfriend, he he wasn't about that. His ex didn't really care about that. She didn't, didn't demand, demand it. it. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-uh. And I was like, listen, I, I'll, I'll meet you halfway. If it's super inconvenient and we're on opposite sides, I don't mind. Like, I'll compromise, you know? But if the door is right there, grab it. Absolutely. Because <laughs> we're no. still learning. Do you know that the man is supposed to go through the revolving door first? Oh, because you're I pushing. Didn't. You're essentially pushing uh, it for right. You didn't know. I just found no. that like two years ago. Interesting. But, I, I didn't mean, know. Then again, like things have changed. Men used to full on take off their coat and, and throw put, it into a pile. I get it. And they should like, still do and that. Some, <laughs> and some women would like it, and some women would be like, "Why did you get your coat wet, exactly. you idiot?" I would have been idiot. like, "Don't right. do that, please." Exactly. I have to directly so, not. So, not the to let the men off the hook. Yeah. Try and learn, guys, and try and pay attention to her individually and right. women collectively. It's a little confusing. Yes. Yeah. No, but I do feel it's important when you're entering a relationship to set the tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is how I want to be treated. Yeah. yeah. And s- just start it right away. And even my preferred method of communication is this. Yes. Some right. people want to be texted every hour and called all the time. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. These are conversations that you have in a in a fun way. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, and, and so all of that boils down to you need to know yourself. Yes. Okay. Which a lot of us like, don't boom. take the time to do that. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's yeah. like super number one because you can't communicate what you want and what you don't want to somebody when you Absolutely. don't know yourself. So Right. And and you might think you want it because it's the way you've always done things. Right. Yeah. There's a chance that I would say, I love football. I love watching football. Mm-hmm. The right girl could say, there are a hundred things we can do on Sunday that are better than football. And I'm like, oh, show me. <laughs> you know, it was said in the right way. You know, yeah. screw the 49ers or whatever. Like, I'm out. <laughs> so it's a way that like... Learn your partner, learn your relationship, but never stop learning yourself. You'll be surprised at what you like. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so just to wrap things up, we are going to take a few of our listener questions. Okay. Little ladies like you segment. 
I was dating a guy for about four months. I was into him and he seemed pretty into me. He had been pretty constant and we had been spending a lot of time with each other, but I had a gut feeling something was off. So I asked him, what are you looking for? And he said, I really like you and I enjoy spending time with you. You know me more than my friends do now, but I don't know what I want right now. And I can tell you know what you want. I don't want to waste your time, but I hope we can still hang out. What do I do? I think that's one of those situations that we were talking about before where it's he got to a point where maybe he felt like he's failing mm. because she's clear on what she wants. And he's mm-hmm. like, maybe I'm not giving her what she needs. Maybe mm-hmm. not. So it might not be about how he feels about you. Mm-hmm. It might be a little bit more how, how he feels about himself or how he feels about the, the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's a point where you have a conversation like, well, tell me what you know you want or tell me what you know, what you believe I want. And then you see if, you know, down the road um, – you can keep going to a place where he's not feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, uh, you know, people go on one date and the women are like, he didn't ask me out again. We had such a good time. I laughed. I touched his arm. I showed him. <laughs> like, and I'm like, uh, did you say thank you? And, I, and they're like, yes. And they're like, did you say thank you? I'd like to do it again. And they're like, no, he could tell. He can't tell. You should say thank you. You should say yeah. thank you even if you had a bad time. When you say, th- women are like, I shouldn't have to do that. Thank you, I would like to do it again, uh-huh. says, ask me out again. It's right. not you asking him out again. Mm-hmm. So same kind of thing here. It's letting him know, would you like to do this? Mm-hmm. Or I would like to do this. I really mm-hmm. liked what we did last week. And and emphasize the things about your relationship that you do like mm-hmm. to get him more comfortable with where you are. And then maybe he will start to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not, that's not one of those ones where I'm like, dump him, he's out. Yeah. I think that he clearly is in an area of, you know, all relationships have to get through that ick. That mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. where you either break up or you fight through it and get to a new place with right. it. I think this is going to take, I really like the times we do this. I really like mm-hmm. that and sort of push it through that Or do you, do you think he's not ready to settle down with somebody yet? He's still I trying to play the field? I don't know if you're ready till you're ready. You yeah. know? I, who knows? Um, yeah. It doesn't sound that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if she gets the to the point where she feels he's not attracted to her anymore mm-hmm. or any of that, that's... We didn't get that information mm-hmm, there. I know. But um, it also depends on how old he is. What if you... It's tough to get a 26-year-old guy to get off the ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> early. <laughs> it is. You know? Um, would you suggest to her to keep him in the queue and keep continue to leave her options open and date other, other guys? Is that... That's a conversation. So it's like, are we... Would you... I, I think you try and... Um, keep the relationship going through a little bit of tough time. You know, mm-hmm. Don't do six more years of this. But mm-hmm. if you're like, let's try this for a short period of time and see if we can get comfortable again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then if it doesn't change after the amount of time you can, you feel comfortable with it, like mm-hmm. that, then keep your options open, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Question number two. So I tend to self-sabotage in my relationships. The first serious relationship I had was pretty toxic and extremely on and off. Ever since then, I've noticed that I always tell myself, oh, this is too good to be true, and this won't last. He'll break up with me. I guess my question is, how do I stop this? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's another deep therapy thing. But <laughs> yes, we yeah. do bring the, the pain from the past and the baggage of the past into our relationship mm-hmm. because we only tend to remember the bad stuff. We have a lot of trouble trusting the good stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of people – self-sabotage is – Maybe the number one reason why why relationships don't get to where they should. Mm-hmm. When you find yourself doing that, talk to your have a conversation with yourself about why, right. and then 
be open to your partner about why, because they're like, why did he just do that? Mm -hmm. Why did she just do that? Mm -hmm. So if you're aware of, oh my God, I did that for this reason, being honest about that, mm -hmm. most people get that. Mm -hmm. Most people understand that. And most people are really um, happy to hear it because mm -hmm. you're taking responsibility yeah. for something not going right in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So when you're like, I did this because I was afraid or I did this because I didn't trust this or, or it felt weird, having that conversation in a way that says, I'm at least partially responsible for what we're doing or how I'm feeling – that goes a long way with, yeah. your, with your partner, and, and people really do like that. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be afraid to open up that you're self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. The accountability is, yeah. Yeah, I've had that happen on both sides of it. And, and right. you know, the more um, people are open about it and have the conversation about it, you'd be surprised at how willing, especially I say this to men all the time, we're always taught to be confident and be strong and be brave and and powerful and all this kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. I was one of the things I've learned out of, from doing Great Love Debate was women love vulnerability. Mm -hmm. They love to know you're doing the work. Mm -hmm. yes. They love to know that you're owning your greatest weakness and mm -hmm. you're not that. Like, I, who knew? Nobody mm -hmm. tell, we're always told, like, don't do this. But, mm -hmm. you know, she's very comfortable dealing with the cards she can see. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to always hide mm -hmm. this or hide that, both sides of men and women, mm -hmm. that's a lot harder to do. Absolutely. So if you're like, listen, I need to get better at this. I, I sometimes do this, mm -hmm. whether it's self-sabotage or drinking or, mm -hmm. you know, right. secret, secret gambling problem or whatever it is you do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Putting it out there, people really do like knowing and like knowing that you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. And um, a tip that actually works in my relationship, if and when this ever starts to happen, mm -hmm. we have like keywords. Mm. Like, I'll be like, okay, you're going dark. Okay, so, you know, this, that's what we always say, you're going uh -huh. dark. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Reel it and back he, in. He, he knows. And he responds. Mm. Yeah. So it's like a light switch that goes off and it's like, oh, I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and what I'm thinking is not always true. Mm -hmm. Right. So Your safety word. It's a safety word. Yeah. But th yeah. that took a while to get to figure that oh, out. Oh, like 10 years. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So... You might, you know, these aren't things you should have conversations maybe on the first date appetizer. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when what? you, but at the first sort of all these little moments and hurdles and forks in the road and whatever metaphor you want to use to get through, right. that's when you figure out a language that both of you can communicate mm -hmm. exactly. in that doesn't lead to shame and anger mm, and yes. all these bad things. And when it goes back to self-sabotaging, Yes, it can be too good to be true. You yeah. can be happy. That right. is a possibility. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like... We tend to do that. We're like, this is too good. There has to be something wrong. Something's and going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. no, it's not always like that. You so know, it's like, what do you do when your dreams exceed your reality? Be grateful. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Luck good. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and live in that moment. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Perfect. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Thank you. This is awesome. We can catch you on the Great Debate on your great podcast. Great yeah, go debate, to go bad. to. Uh, we have the podcast, Great right. Debate with Brian Howie. Our live tour schedule. We literally go all over the world. We got shows coming up in Singapore and yeah. Auckland and Los so Angeles. And I was great YouTubing love debate. It. GreatLoveDebate.com, and uh, we have all kinds of fun people and celebrities do this show. And, it looks uh, fun. It's wild. Yeah. yeah, it looks really That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of want to go to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> people are nuts. Yeah, it's. Especially in Los Angeles. Yeah, you just go out in the crowd and start talking. It's great. We I love start it. here and we go there and every show's different. Every crowd's different. Every night's different. We never know what we're going to get. And uh, But at the end of the day, um, we're selling hope here. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for the work That's you do. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks thank you for, for having being here. Me. And always remember, you, you can, can sit with us. us. 
Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from the Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Fayquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.